It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from Lepa. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan Chichester with you as always. Got some breaking news to react to on this Thursday morning. It's uh, was shaping up to be a pretty bleak podcast, Sean. We just the Yankees just dropped both games to the Mets, which is always frustrating. But beyond that, they've lost six of ten, and they they're ten and twelve in July, so they're obviously not performing at the uh, rate they were earlier in the season. But now the Yankees have made a move to try to counteract that. They have traded for Andrew Benintendi. It's already officially announced. Three lower level minor league pitchers go to Kansas City in return, um, and probably going to have hot stove trade deadline rumors going on all through the next few days. So make sure you're subscribed, rate and review, all that good stuff. But Sean, what's your uh, initial reaction to the Yankees getting Benintendi and which also in turn signifies probably the end of the Joey Gallo tenure? Well, I mean, you you saw my instant reaction. I was, um, you know, being a, a, typical Yankee fan, a, a little bit almost disappointed at first. I just want to caveat that and say at first, I was because I was just so amped up to get like Reynolds or Ga- uh, not Gallo, oh geez, uh, or Soto. Um, and then after a, a really crappy loss to the Mets, I was just like in a bad mood. And then I saw they got Benintendi and I'm like, oh, come on. Like such feels like such a half measure move. Like here's a here's a rent. Who's not really a, a superstar. Um and I was at first kind of disappointed, I would say, but the more I calmed down and thought about it, the more I talked myself. And then you hear that he's going to get his shot so he could play those games in Toronto, um, which, you know, for, for home field could be a huge thing. And then, then if they play in the playoffs too. So, um, you know, I, I think he's, he, he's, a, he's an improvement. I'll say like, he's not going to put them to me over the top or anything, but he's definitely an improvement. I mean, you put, you put him in the outfield um, and then you can, you know, play judge and right and, and Hicks and center move Carpenter back to DH. Uh, definitely. Um, definitely an improvement. Yeah. Oh no, it's for sure. An improvement. It's uh, you know, you're getting a high contact bat who uh, I think Lindsay Adler had a good analysis or reaction of, of the news right after the trade saying the Yankees kind of, Learned their lesson from Gallo last year. They they were a high power, high swing and miss team, and they went out and got basically the epitome of that in Joey Gallo last year at the deadline. And now this year they kind of go very much more against that grain and get a high contact guy in Benintendi who has an OBP of almost 400. I think it's 390, something like that. Obviously the power hasn't been there. I think he's still stuck on the three home runs, but that's that is going to go up at, at Yankee Stadium. We've we've seen him slug at, at Yankee Stadium before on, on the wrong side of it when he was with Boston. But I mean it's I think it's an addition in and of itself just by acquiring Ben Benintendi. And it's also addition by subtraction because it 
takes a significant amount of at bats out of the hands of of Joey Gallo, who's who's been terrible since since the trade almost exactly a year ago today. So yeah. I think it's uh I think I think it's a good move. I think it's an expected move, and you know it's the same way. Like you 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 see the trade, and then part of you is like, oh, what does this mean for a Juan Soto trade? I think it's also important to remember how much it would have taken, how far off a lot of teams probably are, not just the Yankees in terms of getting Soto. And and I think it's also important to remember if the Nationals were to come back to the Yankees and re-engage in any kind of trade talks that may have already happened regarding Juan Soto, losing these three minor league pitchers who have never pitched above a ball is not going to stop the Yankees from putting a package together to get Soto. So I, I wouldn't say that that completely takes them out of the Soto sweepstakes. Obviously it means that they're, bracing to not get a guy like Soto mm-hmm. um, and and still bolster the outfield. Reynolds obviously would have been a fantastic pickup, but again, we really don't know what Pittsburgh's stance is on moving him because of how much team control he has left. And he's um, and just, I believe he's just coming back from that oblique injury, which, which are always tricky. So you, you, you never know, but the Yankees make a move. We wanted them to make a move. Outfield was one of the spots that needed to be addressed the most. And now look ahead to the rotation and the bullpen, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think he checks a lot of boxes. Um, you know, he's what like top ninetieth percentile in strikeout rate. Uh, looking at his baseball savant now, expected batting average eighty ninth percentile. Uh, doesn't hit the ball hard uh, particularly often, but he does find ways to get on base. He he walks a lot. Um, I'm not sure where the Yankees are going to put him in the order, but if you put a guy who's in you know the the ninetieth percentile or 80th even and above on base in, in front of judge and, and Rizzo. That's awesome. And it also can get, give you opportunity to, you know, not, I don't mean like move DJ down in terms of like, Oh, he should be hitting lower in the order, but put him in a, a spot where you're, you're comfortable when he's coming up with runners in scoring position rather than a guy like, like Donaldson, I'll say. Um, so that, that, that could really work out, um, you know, to, to the Yankees favor too. And I, I think, look, Benintendi is a left fielder, so you can take judge out of center all the time. I think that'll probably help judge stay, stay a little bit more fresh. And uh, yeah, we can, you know, it, it'll also, t- I think it has a, a really good um, down the road effect for, for Stanton and judge, because it's a lot, it's going to allow them to get more rest. It's going to allow you to DH Carpenter more often, especially while Stanton's on the shelf, which we were not expecting. And we'll have to get into that. But um, yeah, I I mean, look, it it makes them a better team, but this can't be the only move. Like it's not, you know what I mean? If they got Soto, then it's like, okay, that's going to cover up so much other stuff. Um, Now it's just the piece of, of hopefully multiple moves. And uh, it's been late getting going at the trade deadline. I, I was really shocked. This is the first big move we've had. and you know we're we're under a week to go, so uh, happy to see them get Benintendi. Happy he's going to get his shot and be able to play in Toronto, and uh, he'll be in the lineup tonight because the Yankees play the Royals. But uh, but overall, I would say I am uh, I'm cool with it. That would be my that would be my reaction. Yeah, yeah, like you said, Benintendi was coming to town anyway because the Royals are coming to New York for a four game set. So um, yeah, Benintendi will be in pinstripes very quickly and uh, yeah my kind of sa- same reaction I'm, I'm good with it I think it's a solid move it's obviously one that's not going to make me jump out of my chair it's not Reynolds or Soto but it's still a good move with a return that 
fits the mold for a solid rental. Again, you, you don't have to commit to Benintendi. He's a free agent after this season. So this is likely a pure rental move for this playoff push. And, and be even beyond, even beyond the stats that, that you Nate, that you listed that show how he fits into this lineup. He also has years and years of experience in the American league East. He has playoff experience. He's won a world series with the Red Sox in 2018. So he brings all that too. Then you mentioned it's a good point about Stan too. Maybe this recent IL stint by Stan is also a reminder to the Yankees of, man, we, we need to keep Stan and judge healthy and preserved before the playoffs because they're obviously so important to this team and look no further than whatever their absurd record is when they both hit a home run in the same game. It's like 29 and one at this point or something like that. So Though they're important guys. You need to preserve them. You need them fresh for October. And Benintendi is going to help you be able to do that in terms of keeping Judge out of center field as much, even though he really enjoys playing there. Uh, you can get Stan more time out of the outfield. And, you know, this is obviously all contingent on the Yankees keeping a safe lead in the division, hopefully build, increase their lead atop the American League so they can secure that top seed. And if you do that, then you'll have the luxury of resting these key guys while also not dropping off too much because you're replacing them with a quality bat like Benintendi. Obviously, the power will drop off dramatically when you're replacing guys like Judge and Sand in the lineup with Benintendi, but he's still a guy that can get on base a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a good move. Yep, and we'll see. I'm excited. I always get excited to see how they're going to piece the lineup together. So, so we'll see, and we'll we'll go from there. And and you know, hopefully, we'll have more to uh, more to analyze going forward. Yeah, that that becomes the question now: is is what's next for the Yankees? You know, we've got some reports that they're quote unquote engaged with Luis Castillo, and that they've checked in on Frankie Montas. So, I. I you know, obviously I have no idea. This is just gut feeling, but I, I'm, I have a fairly high level of confidence that they're going to go get one of those two guys. I think the rotation is such a clear need right now, especially with uh, Severino on the shelf. Tyone's been, been bad. Montgomery's been solid all year, but he had a pretty, pretty big hiccup against, against the Mets on Monday. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you think is ahead in your crystal ball, but I, I would imagine they get one of those two guys. And then it would be great if they could get another arm or two for the bullpen before Tuesday's deadline. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think on the post game show yesterday, Jack Curry said that the, the Yankees feel that their number two starter is not on the team. So that would indicate they're getting one of, you know, one of the two big fish out there. I hope it's Castillo personally. I thought, you know, we, we talked about watching him pitch, at Yankee stadium when he, the Reds came to town, it was very impressive. Um, he just seems to have it. And uh, I I'd love to have him, but I'm not going to cry about Montas either. They're both really good pitchers. Um, and I, I think it is, it is a need right now. Um, I, I think you'll get one of Bonte or, or Tyone to straighten themselves out, but that's still, you know, that's still only one out of two. We'll see what happens here. I think, that that that's the ultimate need. And I, I'm actually more okay with the Yankees maybe not making as huge of a move with the bullpen, but they need to bring in some bodies, so to speak. I think the Yankees can 
turn some of these guys into really good bullpen arms like they have. I have more I have more confidence in them going out and getting a reliever that I have heard of once or twice and thinking, okay, that's going to somehow work out than than a middle of the road starter just for the what we've experienced. So go get the big fish in, in your starting pitching and and you can figure out a couple maybe bargain bin options in the bullpen, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's a solid plan. We'll see if the if the Yankees follow through. And again, stay stay with us through the trade deadline for reactions, analysis, all that good stuff. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. All right, let's get to uh, the depressing last two games, and that was a pair of losses to the Mets. Couldn't have started out with much more promise. You were up against a pitcher in Taiwan Walker who really doesn't give up the long ball, and he gives up back-to-back in the first inning to Judge and Rizzo, and it seems like the Yankees are on their way, and then Montgomery completely implodes, seems to ask Boone why he's being taken out after he was <laughs> after he was absolutely terrible. Um, and, then, yeah, and then the Yankees can't can't complete the comeback. And then last night, of course, they, they lose on, on a walk-off after they can't get to Scherzer. They had some chances early. Scherzer wasn't settled, quite settled in yet, but the Yankees stranded some runners uh, I just saw the number last night, and now it's leaving me. But there was something like one for seventeen with runners in scoring position this series. They were they were pretty dreadful, and uh, yeah, now you got a pair of losses. They were horrible at runners in scoring position. The I I was surprised that Domingo Herman kept them in it last night personally. Uh, and yeah, I mean you can't you can't put up five runs in a series in a two game series and, and expect to come out with much in terms of wins. But look, it, it, it is ugly right now. They've only won two games since the all-star break. They're what two and six now since, since coming back. And that was after scuffling going into it. I know they're not this bad, but I uh, think things look, things look rather, rather bleak and hopefully Ben and kind of just changes the mojo a little bit because those were two really frustrating games to watch. It sucks to go up to nothing. They can give up four runs right away and then, you know, have traffic, uh, you know, all, throughout a lot of the night. I mean, the Yankees had nine hits, um, you know, coupled, coupled with two walks. So they had lots of base runners, but uh, they, they couldn't muster up more than three runs and they had their shots against Scherzer last night. And just never could come through. I, it, look, it was a rare off night for Judge last night, but he looked pretty bad. Um, and you know, it, it is what it is. I'm just what's what's more concerning to me out of this out of this series is the disparity in in man, managers. Boone absolutely got pants this series by by Showalter. Whether it was the whole Gallo pinch hitting for IKF debacle, which I mean, Showalter was just waiting for that to happen. He was he was praying oh, yeah. for that to happen. Pitch, pitching to McNeil on back-to-back nights. And I know it worked out in game two, but it really shouldn't have because McNeil crushed the ball. It just happened to be that Glaber made a great play on a short hop. Like, that's one of those things. It's like, yeah, it worked out for you, but it really shouldn't have. You made a stupid move. The guy hit the ball hard. He just hit it right at someone, which this series had quite a bit of bad Babbitt luck for the hitters. And then I thought even one of the the the, the worst one was bringing in Hall, uh, not Holmes, not leaving Holmes in for one batter in the ninth because Escobar stinks hitting left-handed and he's great hitting right-handed. So what do you do? You put in you put in Peralta to turn Escobar around and have him hit from the right side where he's good. He hits a double. He winds up scoring the game-winning run. You know, I, look, we we haven't talked about Boone much since since 
the season because the Yankees have been winning and they've been dominating. But when you are going through these like scuffling periods, you need your manager to kind of play, like kind of be a flawless factor because he, look, he's not going to go into a slump. He's not going to, but he just can't, he can't help the Yankees win these games because he has like, all right, maybe he's a great guy. He has no baseball IQ. He show Walter will run circles around him. And, and it's, it's not even close. Cashman has to improve the team in spite of Boone, just so he can get above, above Boone uh, and his nonsense. It, it, it was terrible. It was it's so frustrating to watch. Everybody watching at home is like, what the hell are you doing pitching to, to McNeil? What the hell are you doing having Escobar hit uh, right-handed? It, it, and then the Gallo thing, obviously, was just, it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know the, um, I know there's not too many, options in the in the bullpen right now are reliable options but the the Peralta decision last night was was such a head scratcher I couldn't believe it um you were just asking for trouble letting Escobar letting Escobar face a lefty and it immediately burns them the Gallo one he explains it after the game and says it was more of an on-base situation like they're looking to get a runner on or hit one out of the ballpark which Gallo really hasn't been able to do either this this season i know he was i know he's having his quote unquote best month of the season so far but even but you know by gallo standards this year it's still not very good and you know and you know, anyone listening knows where we stand on ikf and how he's not uh much of a net positive for this team but i mean we, what he had a, he had two hits in the game and a 13 game hitting streak whatever it was like maybe he can at least put the bat on the ball and put one in play Gallo immediately falls behind Owen two and, and then strikes out. And which, like you said, is what Showalter was waiting for. Cause he knew he had Diaz. Who's been one of the best closers in all of baseball this season, wait, waiting in the wings to take over. So totally agree. Boone was, Boone was outmanaged by a veteran manager who has really, really turned that Mets team around. They, uh, they looked like, the better team for these two games. I don't really believe that's the case in terms of the course of a full season or if they were to play a seven, seven game series, but still it's, it kind of highlighted where the Yankees are struggling right now. They could, they need more bullpen reinforcements to, like you said, kind of cover up where Boone tends to struggle. Sometimes they need to start getting more out of, out of the lineup and, it's just it it hasn't it hasn't been pretty. It's like I said, ten and twelve in July. That's that's not great. Hopefully four games here against the Royals can can bring them back. But I think like we said after the Astros series, but might as well struggle now in July than August after the deadline because like, you know, show those cracks, highlight those needs so they can be addressed before the deadline and then get back on track. I'd rather it now than in August after there's really nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I, I agree. You want to find, but I mean, they're not going to change the manager. Look, they pointed this out on the broadcast last night. It was like the fifth inning. Vogelback was up and, and, uh, Litke was in and Showalter didn't pinch hit for Vogelback. And, and they made the point that they're going to go through the order again. And Showalter wants to keep that protection in for Alonzo, have that lefty bat behind him. And what happens in the eighth inning? Well, he has a great at bat against Holmes walks. And then they put in Jankowski, who's, who's, Look, that could have won the game for them. It didn't, but it was 100% the right move for the Mets. And, and Showalter's thinking that many moves ahead. Meanwhile, Boone is just like, oh, oh, Holmes, your inning's over. I'm putting in Wandy now. Like, dude, what the hell? 
it's it's they're not going to be able to trade for another manager. So they have to make the roster so good that their manager can't hurt them because he he stinks. He's he's terrible. I. I mean, you you could put in uh, you could put in WFAN alumni Mike Francesa in the dugout. I'd be more confident at this point. But uh, just he would he would have traded for Giambi already. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would have Brandon Inge. <laughs> all right. Well, that one that one he would have lost. Well, that's why he manager, not GM. <laughs> but it it was it was it was such a frustrating two game series to to go up two zero in the first game, and then have your chances against one of the best pitchers in the game in game two. And and come away with nothing. Uh, Glaber did have a big hit that was really exciting. Uh, Hicks had you know uh, two two hits, a three hit series rather. Um, there were there were some positives, but overall, um, like there's just there's just so much negativity right now. I feel like watching this team that uh, that we we're the Benintendi move and hopefully get a chance to beat up on the Royals a little bit because I need I need I need a little I need a little cleanser here. After after watching this series, and I need a cleanser from Donaldson, man. He stinks. Oh, yeah. He even when he hits the ball, he watches it and makes it an adventure trying to get to second base. How many times do you see him do that stupid thing where he drops the bat behind him and watches the ball, and then it goes off the wall, and then he's like, "Look, I know he hits the ball hard, seventy fifth percentile on hard hit rate, but he's he's freaking in the in the bottom twenty percent of the league in strikeout rate, whiff rate." He, he doesn't put the bat on the ball enough. He's terrible. Terrible. I I'm tired of looking at him. I want. I don't want him in the lineup anymore. I want Torres at second, LeMahieu at third, all the time moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Donaldson has been fairly very good defensively at third, but LeMahieu's been great too, so you wouldn't be sacrificing much, and you'd be getting way more offensively. And we saw Donaldson throw so far up the line on Monday that he plunks Lindor – and then was just kind of then just threw his hands up like like looking at the umpire to make some kind of call like what are you expecting him to make it was a terrible throw all indoor did was stay in the baseline and duck what else could you do it was a terrible throw i think i think monday was just another reminder that it's amazing the yankees are as good as they are when their big offseason move was so far a pretty much a total flop like this this trade with the twins you get rid of sanchez and Urshela. So you do get a huge upgrade defensively behind the plate, but that's not even strictly on that deal. It's because they went and got Trevino, the catcher they got from the twins who they thought was going to be a main part of their catching platoon. Hasn't even played a game yet. IKF again, two hits on Monday. Great. Who cares? He gets picked off and kills one of their big rally chances right after they fell behind four to two. They had runners at the corners with one out. They had a chance to get right back into it. He gets picked off on, by a pitcher who everybody knows has one of the best righty pickoff moves in the game. So I, I don't know what you're not prepared for in that situation. And you know we don't even need to get into his defensive stuff, which was way, way overhyped. And then you have Donaldson, who hasn't done much of anything offensively this season. He's just been like you know a headache at times, and that's that's about it. It's that that off that big off season move has been such a flop. It's it's brought. I mean, look, Urshela and 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 Gary Sanchez aren't exactly killing it over there. No, no. But it brought you two guys that have OPSs of under seven hundred. Like, come on, like terrible, terrible. Uh, I mean, I understand you improved the defense, but you could have got a better defensive shortstop a lot of different ways, and. 
it, it didn't have to be this way taking on Donaldson's crap contract. I, I can't believe they have him next year. I really am so sick of watching him. I hope they find a way to move that t- today. Like I'm, I'm so sick of looking at him. And, oh yeah. Uh, they're, they're going to have to, whatever trade they make, they're going to have to attach some prospects that they probably weren't planning on getting rid of just so they can unload that salary. And it, it's coming. That, that's going to happen. Cause it's, it's not working out. I don't, I really don't have much hope that a 36 year old is going to suddenly turn things on in August. I think this is just what, what they're going to get 36 year old player who hits the ball hard when he makes contact, but doesn't make much contact motivates, motivates the other team half the time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you know, in the midst of all these complaints and criticisms, which are certainly warranted, I think perspective is also important you know, the Yankees are 10 and 12 in July. Yes. They also went 12 and 16 on it over the course of a month in 1998. And they were totally fine. Like these, these lapses happen. They, you know, even late in the year in 98, they probably would have lost even more games if Shane Spencer didn't suddenly turn into Babe Ruth. So there's, there's reason to remain calm. The Yankees are now making moves to address some concerns that we have and that they obviously have. So I'm a, I don't know. I'm, I'm not ready to get totally panicked yet. Look, the Astros just got swept too. So, you know, teams struggle. It happens. Every team in the American League East right now, except for the Orioles, are, is having some trouble. I mean, well, Toronto's won 8 of 10. but they, I was going to say, Toronto's cruising. Man. Yeah, but they, they, lost, uh, they lost last night. So, okay, they've won 8 of 10 while the Yankees have been slumping and they're 11 and a half games back. So th- things are okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I know things are okay from, yes, they're going to make the the postseason and, and, and all that. But, um, you know, you just you, – you see, you see the cracks and you, you want to ha- assemble a championship team. And when you want that, you 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 hyper-focus in on, like, what could possibly stop us, I feel like. And, you know, if, if Donaldson's up in a big spot in October, I'm going to be very, very nervous that it's not going to work out. And – you know, if you have a bottom of the order that's Donaldson, Trevino, and and IKF, that really feels not great to get him out of there, and you know, have Hicks as your your seven hitter. Like that's that if that's the if that's the the bottom, then then it improves a little bit because Hicks has been really really good the last month. He's been he's been really a, a nice positive and a nice a nice little comeback story midway through the season that I think not a lot of people have been, uh, have been getting into, but he's been, been really, really good and, um, happy, happy for him. Cause we were, we were really down on him, but, uh, but happy to see him turn it around. And look, I, I, I think, I think going into the deadline, I was thinking I, I cannot watch Joey Gallo and Donaldson play anymore. So I think we've gotten rid of one of those. So I am thankful for that, but, uh, you know, now we got to just upgrade the the rotation here because look, it's going to be a different team when the Yankees play the Mets next time around in the subway series, but that's not really what we're gearing up for. We're gearing up to, to win the, win the league and be able to have the best record in, in the league and then win a championship. So um, hopefully Cashman is on the, on the phone, making some more moves to, to bolster that roster even further. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what's, we'll see what's on deck in terms of Gallo. It's either going to be a trade or a, or a DFA or, because uh, it's not like he can get option to the minor league. So we'll see what move brings the end of the Gallo tenure. But I think the writing's on the wall with the with the Benintendi move. But yeah, it's a it was a frustrating, frustrating two games. It's been a frustrating stretch since coming out of the All Star break, even even a little bit before. But 
Um, I'm still pretty confident that the Yankees will figure it out and turn it around and hopefully starting tonight as they begin a four game stretch against the uh, not good, not good Royals. They're 20 games under 500. The Yankees are now just got worse. Yeah. They're, they're, they're 20 games under 500 and just lost one of their best hitters. And, uh, and the Yankees are back home. So, I mean, anything less than taking three out of four here is going to, is going to be a, a disappointment and hopefully a chance for Tyone to get back on track facing a, a pretty pretty poor Royals lineup. He gets the ball in the uh, series opener tonight. And with his ERA, that's quickly approaching four now. It's at 3.93 after he was off to a historic start. And he's taken on Brady Singer, who has a 3.82 ERA, performing out, outperforming a – Tyone in the ERA department, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming we're in agreement here that three out of four has to be the uh, the floor for this for this series. Oh, if, if we're coming back here on Monday talking about a split, I'm gonna just lose my mind. Yeah, <laughs> they they have to win three three out of four. They have. I want I want a sweep. Look, it, it, they you know any anything less than three out of four is is a disaster and. Tyone showed uh, right before the all-star break, he went, what, six, six innings, one run against the Red Sox, which looks less and less impressive by the day. Oh, man, Um, so bad. (laughs) They, I I wish the Yankees were playing well so I could enjoy that more, but it is hilarious. The The last place Red Sox now, because Baltimore. They can't catch the ball. They, they, I mean, you could put a highlight reel in the last month of all the pop-ups that they've missed. They've turned pop-ups into triples, grand, you know, grand slams. It's insane. They, Hey, the first baseman can't catch the ball. It's it's crazy. But uh, anyway, yeah, now, I, look, Tyone needs to go out and, and prove something to me tonight because him and and Monty, they're going to be fighting for a spot in the rotation. Like, Sevy comes back. he's He was much better than both of them. Oh, absolutely. And, and if they go out and get someone, you're, you're fighting for your, your spot. So, um, you know, I, I hopefully this this will motivate them a little bit. And, and we can, you know, we can go from there, but I want, look, they just took away one of the Royals best hitters and they're now on the Yankees. So hopefully uh, Tyone could put up a good effort. I think they need that, especially the way the bullpen has been, been used the last two nights, but um, you know, they'll bring in a, I'll have a bulk guy ready to go, which sometimes works out and we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll go from there. Yeah. And you've got Cole in game two, that better be a win. Game game three, I'm looking forward to. That should be fun. You've got Nestor and, and Zach Granke going up against each other. I think that's that's a fun that's a fun matchup. Uh, Granke pitching on old timers day. He'll be the only old timer actually yeah, playing yeah. <laughs> since they're not playing a game. What a joke! Yeah, that's, that's terrible. That's so ridiculous. I, I the don't know the vibes on this season have just changed in July, man. It's <laughs> man, you 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 had you know Domingo come back, Chapman come back, they Boone's back to making terrible moves. They're getting picked off on the bases. It's all like last year, and, and then they cancel the old timers day game and they just have a little ceremony. Come on. Yeah, no, that, that's it, a terrible move. I, I yeah. don't know what the thinking is behind that. I mean, I don't know if they can't get enough players, but like why why aren't Posada at Pettit yeah. playing at this point? Like, I mean, Jeter's five years out, man. He's in the Hall of Fame now. Go out there and play. I'm so I, I look, I know you're Jeter. I know he's like, oh, he would never do that. Like, uh, I'm not saying he owes it to anybody, but come on, man, go have some fun. Like you go promote the captain for, for, you know, for, for one day at, at the state, like the fans would go nuts. You'd get a, you'd get a guaranteed sellout on Derek Jeter's first old timers day as a player. 
for sure. Oh yeah, but that disappoint. I, I'm I'm disappointed in that, and I'm not saying that they're bad guys for not doing it, but it just sucks as a fan. But maybe anyway. they just maybe they've just been hanging out in New York recently, and they're like, it's too damn hot. I'm like 50 years old. I'm not going and play baseball today. I'm <laughs> I'll sweat and pass out. Come on now. <laughs> to, to, to winning game. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I just wanted the to dugouts are air conditioned. Um, yeah, but Nest, Nestor Granky, I'm really looking forward to that one. And then you got Monty going in, in the finale. So those are your pitching probables for the Yanks. Maybe their rotation will look a little different after this weekend. We'll have to see. I, I certainly hope it's so. Better. Um, but yeah, so who is your pick for the belt? Can I just give it to no one from the Mets series? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I'll give it to Hicks. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Hicks, Hicks was fine. He's continuing a really strong month, so that's that's good. All right. And then uh, for, for this one, I'll, I'll pick Benintendi. Nice. Yeah, that's, a, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to pick Judge. I think he's going to get back on track after he looked uh, – pretty overmatched a couple times against against Scherzer there, which was a surprise. I mean, we've seen him take Scherzer deep in an all-star game. We saw him take him deep uh, opening day 2020. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was a bit uh, of a surprise. But, I mean, he's he's been he's been on his game otherwise he, recently. Yeah, he had a bad game. It happens. Uh, I, I was, had a question. The Scherzer walked LeMahieu, and that brought up Judge with two guys on. Do you think Scherzer was looking forward to facing Judge in that scenario? Because watching the at-bat, I felt like he was like, you know what, LeMahieu is swinging the bat really well right now. LeMahieu has hit Scherzer very well. Um, I kind of felt like he thought he had a better chance of striking out Judge than getting LeMahieu out and and was kind of looking for that that matchup there. I think it was the third time they faced each other. Uh, yeah. I think it was the fourth time, actually, um, when he struck him out for the third time. Maybe. I mean, he's, he's a crazy enough competitor to be like, screw it, let's go after the, the MVP candidate because DJ's looking tougher against me. Maybe. I, I don't think it would, I don't think I would find it to be a stunner if that was his, if that was his thinking. Yeah. I just, I, I think as a veteran pitcher, he has a sense of the confidence level judge probably had going into that at bat. Cause I, I think Scherzer and anybody judge would probably admit he got bullied in the, the oh, second yeah. two at-bats. And as a hitter, I'm sure that's hard to come back from mentally against the same pitcher within that game. So I, I don't know. It, just, it, it looked that way, just judging by the way he pitched LeMahieu. And uh, obviously he got the the good result, and it sucked. But, I mean, there were some cool cool moments for Mets fans that series for sure. It was a lot of fun to watch, like Diaz coming in with the trumpets and, you know, Scherzer striking out Judge in a big spot almost every time. Like, look – it's it's fun baseball and like when people complain or feel jaded about the subway series like i don't get it because it, it's awesome like you know next month at yankee stadium if garrett cole's striking out uh the polar bear in, in big spots the place is going to be jumping so I, I love it it's fun even though we, it sucks when you lose but it's it's still a lot of fun and and i enjoy it no absolutely me too and uh looking forward to the next one looking forward to some more trade deadline talk which we will have plenty of after this weekend maybe before if there's a big move we'll hop on for an instant reaction make sure you're subscribed so you can hear all of it but thanks for listening and we'll talk to you after this kansas city series
Well, won't we talk to everybody about the captain? I'm sorry to jump in. Oh, here, that's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We will. two episodes tonight. A double header. Yeah, double header. We'll we'll be talking about the captain. So come come back for that, and and then after the Royal series. There you go. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon about El Capitan, everybody. But let's go, Yanks. Let's get back on track. <laughs>